Hello. Welcome. To the professional outfit that is drunken time travel. Whatever gave you that idea? This is nowhere professional. Nowhere professional. This is nowhere professional. Nowhere at all. It's beer o'clock and time for the aforementioned. This week we've mainly been wearing our favourite outfit every day. Have we mainly been wearing it? We've mainly been wearing it. Um, you see, you've been wearing your outfit tonight? Yep. I, just, I have to keep it up. How long before we say the word ensemble? Just that. Right, okay. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, I'm wearing my outfit, which we will not describe, because that would be good radio. But I think it matches very well, Gav. What, what matches yours, or...? Yeah. Okay. Matches mine, exactly. One would almost say it was the same outfit. But not the same items. No. No. That would, that would be weird. <laughs> Yes, Gav is wearing a tuxedo, and I am wearing a onesie of a tuxedo. Anyway, on my left, it's Irish Gav. On my right, it's English Gav. Our official tedious link beer for the episode is from Thornbridge and called I Love You, Will You Marry Me? No. Yes, it is. That's what we've got. I thought you were uh, trying to get rid of the uh, the the uh, romantic tension. Romantic tension. There wasn't any. Well, there you are. It works. Excellent. This show we're doing the Green Death, which is Joe Grant's last episode. Is this some kind of synopsis? It is, Gav. Gav. <laughs> Gav. Well, tell the lovely listeners all about what I like to call the Green Death. Okay. Episode 1. In a Welsh mine, a miner gets infected by green slime. Just outside, Global Chemicals announces the good news that coal mining has been closed down in the area, saving lives and helping to reduce pollution. Instead... Worldwide chemicals, worldwide chemicals is increasing their production of oil in a new process that reduces waste. Professor Cliff Jones and his band of nutjob protesters don't like saving lives, apparently. Joe decides she would like a trip to visit the professor, as she's also concerned about the impact of saving lives and less pollution. Big also goes there to offer his security services to clean chemicals. I'm not sure what they're more inept at, security or investigating strange phenomena. When Joe gets there, Professor Jones thinks the new process will actually cause more pollution, so Joe goes to investigate whether they're pumping waste down the old mine. Meanwhile, the doctor, doing his best to avoid having to go to Wales, instead goes to Metabolus 3 and fight tentacle monsters. Eventually, though, he runs out of excuses and heads to Wales. Back at the plant... Joe goes in, down a lift into the mine with random mine worker Brett when the cables are cut and the lift goes into freefall. Episode 2 
The doctor arrives just in time to stop the lift with his bare hands, but Joe and Bert are still trapped in the mine, so mince around for a bit. The doctor sneaks in to save for chemicals to get equipment to free them. Apart from he gets discovered and doesn't get any equipment. That honour lies with Brig. Oh, how embarrassed he must be. The doctor goes down to the mine and discovers that Bert has touched the green slime and is very stupid, I mean ill. Then he catches up with Joe, who's looking for a way out, but instead has found a maggot swamp. And, oh, there's a cave in behind them. Episode 3 But fear not, for there is an old abandoned minecart to hand, which one can use to sail oneself safely through the maggot swamp. The brigadier wants to call in an internal an international investigation, but in fear of being held accountable for the deaths he caused, Stephen calls his friends in the government, and Brig gets told Stevens is in charge here. Let's check in with the doctor. Yep, they're still sailing through the maggot swamp. When one of the employees, Elgin, questions Fell about the deaths, he replies, So what? So he decides to spy on him in the waste control room. But instead of just standing next to things, this idiot hides behind stuff. And yep, still in the maggot swamp. Fell eventually leaves after starting the waste disposal waste disposal off and goes to Stevens. Is it his hypnosis wearing off? The mind control machine doesn't work on him, so the boss decides if he is of no further use and speaking through the intercom orders Fell to be terminated. So he jumps to his death from the building. I wonder where the doctor is. Oh, he's actually out of the swamp now. He's actually located the waste pipe, which he climbs up with Joe, but the waste disposal starts. Luckily, Elgin is still in the room and can see them stuck in the pipe and pulls them free just in time. Back at the professor's nut-hutch, news arrives that Bert has died and everyone has fungus stew. Hmm... Joe and the Prof almost share a kiss, because they've seen each other for a few minutes now. And an egg from the cave hatches, and the maggot, complete with fangs, sneaks its way over to Joe. Episode 4 Some guy called Hink sneaks into the room, but is killed by the flying teeth maggot, which then escapes, leaving only a trail of slime to analyse. They manage to find out, however, that the maggots invade other organisms and turn them into maggots too, so they need a maggot to study further. Maggot. <laughs> Outside, Sherlock Holmes, disguised as a milkman, deduces that Unit are about to blow up the mine. The Doctor can't change Stephen's minds about blowing the mine up, or even Yates's mind, who's there posing as an official. As the doctor feared, the maggots simply dug their way to the surface, and guess what? They're completely invulnerable. Joe reverts to being the clumsy useless idiot again, and knocks over some fungus all over the professor's slime experiments, and runs off to the mines to try and make up for being rubbish. The doctor infiltrates Ace Chemicals as Doris the cleaner, and heads upstairs to visit the boss. He's a computer! No way! Episode 5 Professor Jones heads to the mines to rescue Joe after realising the fungus is a cure for the slime infection. Unit then start bombing the maggots and they get trapped in a maggot cave. 
and Professor Jones, feeling left out, gets infected before he can tell of his discovery. He's taken back to the nut house for treatment. The computer won't let the doctor leave to upset his plans, so the doctor uses the old logic paradox problem to confuse the computer and escapes straight into Stephen's hands. He puts the doctor into the already proven to be a bit rubbish mind control machine, which has no effect. Is it even plugged in anymore? He escapes organic chemicals again, but Yates is brainwashed instead and sent to kill the doctor. <coughs> Luckily, the doctor has an anti-brainwashing crystal in his bat belt and sends Yates back undercover, but he's caught out by Stevens anyway. Episode 6 Benton brings in an empty maggot shell to the nut camp, showing they're starting to hatch. A maggot then breaks in and eats some fungus and dies. So Benton and the doctor head out to feed fungus to all the remaining maggots. They get attacked by a giant flying creature, but manage to kill it too. Back at the nut shed, Joe tells the doctor that it was the fungus that spilled, she spilled onto the experiments, so the doctor uses that to cure Professor Jones. Yates has escaped, and the doctor returns to Filthy Chemicals, where he partially cures Stevens' synopsis, just enough for him to activate the self-destruct button on the computer, before it can link with others in a bid to enslave the humans. Back at the nut tent, the professor asked Joe to marry him, because, what, they've known each other for like ten minutes now, so, obviously. So Joe announces she's leaving for the Amazon with a prof to look for fungus. The doc gives her the crystal as a wedding present and quietly slips away while everyone else celebrates. So this computer thing that uh, was completely surprised. Um, the boss. Boss was something, 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 something. Bio-organic system supervisor? It was bio-organic Something like that. Well done. Something stupid, I don't know. I think there was a bit of more to it, whatever. But it was like a businessman on a computer. It was invasion all over again. Invasion, the Cyberman one. Cyberman. Yeah. Though uh, Stevens <laughs> is no Tobias uh, Vaughn yes. and Boss is no cyber leader. But apart from that, uh-huh. mm. you know, Tobias Vaughn, hacker. Oh, yes. Glad <laughs> <laughs> you got that from uh, But I quite like the fact that he has a non robotic voice. You know, it didn't mm. make his voice computery. No, yeah, it was. It was. I liked it. The, the tone and inflection is used, but as well, I was very reminiscent of the master, I thought. It was quite playful with it as well. He enjoyed being himself, did the computer. <laughs> well, you know, you've got to enjoy being a computer. Well, it, it, would just, it just sat there singing to himself every now and again and singing a bit of song. Humming. It was, it was fun to watch. I thought. He also had uh, ear. Well, he didn't have earphones, but he had earphones that could be attached into him to hypnotise people. But mm. the earphones, I mean, there were massive earphones, but they were still smaller than the ones you get these days. 
Well, that's the way things are going again. Yeah, things get smaller, no, then things accept. get bigger. <laughs> you won't accept it. Seriously, if there were wearing, if you saw people, someone wearing those earphones walking down the street, you wouldn't think too much about it, other than that looks like an idiot. An idiot that likes his music. And is really into the uh, Green Death. Yeah, that whole I am a computer, I am the computer thing. Was that mm. really a cliffhanger? Because I think we both got that from the first moment he appeared. <laughs> yeah. When he appeared as a computer. When he appeared with the sound wave on a screen. Yeah. Because most intercoms are like that, aren't they? Oh, wait, no, they're not. Most intercoms <laughs> take up an entire room. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and then the computer got Stevens to make it inefficient. So that it could make the world efficient. That's quite obvious, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, humans are logical. Who told him that one? <laughs> and humans are inefficient. I'll give him that one. So therefore, humans are more. Well, wait, no, he's got me. Yeah, I know. No idea what the fuck he's talking about. Maybe it was part of his inefficient thing. Maybe somebody was just selling him. Maybe that would just. Like salesman saying, Well, this piece of crap you've sold me is a bit inefficient. Ah, but inefficiency equals logic. Yeah, it was just. You know, being. Stop being efficiently inefficient. Mm-hmm. Stop lying. Yeah, and he said he, he's self sufficient, he's self aware, he's one of the greatest minds on the planet. And his prime directive was to make profit. Yeah. Number that, one, that's all. Number one, be be uh, be the computer. Number two, question mark. Number three, profit. <laughs> What's he going to spend it on? Uh, bigger earphones. <laughs> Well, he did change his mind towards the end of the episode, didn't he? When he wanted to enslave the world. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, you know, yeah, enslave got, the world now. And got a bit bored of profit. I'm just going to take over the world instead. It's a step to make. No one's done that before. <laughs> yeah, and there's uh, no touch that they keep uh, going back to as well. Which basically was the professor's house, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the Just real house. Frequented or by many people. But yeah, when we uh, first went into it, well, not when we first, uh, it was after Joe went into it, when, when we all convened at it later. And it was just popular with lots of people. There were like somebody hiding behind a clock playing tin whistle. Yeah, do you not have that at your parties? No, I had him behind the clock. Centre stage on the table. You gotta have you gotta have the clock. Yeah. And then there was somebody doing yoga or was that a Savoy knot or something then? Well I couldn't got, tell. If you've got some kind of uh you know, knot hatch, you've got to have people doing yoga. 
At least they weren't doing yogic flying, like the natural law party from the 90s. But yeah, I don't want to turn up to one of those parties though. They might want me to do something weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, do you not do it on command, just no. <laughs> of your own thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's either weird on my own uh, account, or not at all. I'm not doing it because he wants it. I'm not joining his weird party. You can join mine if he wants. Weird political party, or...? Any. Okay. They had a cow as well. Didn't they? When it was Brigadier turned up with you, it was like a cow just sitting in the back of oh, yes. Was that in the back of his? No, I just thought they drove past a cow. No, he, he, no. he stopped and she got out there. Uh, well, I was probably thinking, great, more humans. More not jobs. <laughs> he said more not jobs. Or not jobs coming over here taking our <laughs> jobs. <laughs> so the maggots then go? Yes, there was another in person infected type episode, just a bit like Planet of the Daleks, where you got some kind of weird infection, weird luminous infection type thing. Only this time an invisible thing didn't yeah. pour syrup over it. Yeah. And, and of course, the infection. The planet of infections. <laughs> yes. The revenge of the infection. But there's always stuff that people always seem to want to touch. <laughs> Do not touch the infection. <laughs> Do not touch the weird slime. Well, this slime. Yeah. Oh, you've touched it. <laughs> people are idiots, we are. Yes. And really, they're completely invulnerable, these maggots. Apart from when they're hatching, they can break open their own arm-plated case. A lot of them seem to die, though, from the explosives. I mean, some of them were still alive. I think they were trying to imply that none of them actually died, but the special effects is a bit crap. Well, the way I saw it, he sort of looked through, well, everyone's dead, and then Yates was like, oh, look over there, or Benton. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's two, there's three alive. Maybe you just didn't blow them up? Because to be fair, our whole blowing things up plan was a bit circumspect. (laughs) Probably. It wasn't like a blanket blowing up, it was just like throw things out of a helicopter. We'll throw three bombs across five hectares. And expect everything to be blown up. Yeah. That is the unit way. Well, you could be right. Could have blown them up, but. Well. They're just so inept as we know. Stevens. Mustachio Stevens. Yes, the. the not quite so boss. No. The son of boss. <laughs> he had a whole wealth in our time speech that was nothing at all like uh, the Second World War. 
I have here a piece of paper. Yes. Well, which will our time. Which will be all which will be of importance and good news to you all. I'm thinking on that small bit of paper. I, I hope it's like the lottery numbers or something, because there's no else you can scribble on there. Whereas everyone's thinking, is it the latest football scores or something? <laughs> is it a pools coupon? No, it's just parking ticket. <laughs> what he's paid it? <laughs> <laughs> What's on the bit of paper? I I can't show you. No, no, you don't get to see it. <laughs> then why did he show me it? Don't know. <laughs> I've forgotten. Uh, I really hope that alarm goes off now. Click some to die. Yes! Oh, and of course it was another my project can't be closed plot. Mm -hmm. Just like Inferno. And all the rest. Well, the computer must have his profit. Or humans. The humans can later. Profit first. Humans later. So, does it go profit, question mark, humans? With another question mark. Yeah. Always going to have question marks. Hmm. The... Yes, and Stevens was also like, oh, you, you want to play uh, who, who do you know in the, uh, in the cabinet? Hmm. Well, I know the Minister of Ecology. What do you mean? That's who you know, is it? Someone's yes. like Trump's. <laughs> Which was better than what uh, the high-ranking uh, boss of unit knew, apparently. Yeah. yeah he didn't even know the president or something. <laughs> who's going to be... Well, who, what does Bigger, who does Brigadier know? The Minister of Bacon? Yeah, but who, sorry, the Minister of Bacon is much better than the Minister <laughs> of Ecology. Who is going to be worse than the Minister of Ecology? The Minister of Belly Fluff. <laughs> He's the best. The Minister of Sewage. Isn't that just the Minister of Ecology? No. No. Do they always get into arguments? Yeah. He, he, the Minister of Sewage reports to the Minister of Ecology. Ah, so many ministers. Well, there was a, there was another good moment where, where Stevens when he was capturing Evans for the second time, I think. No, when you say Evans. Yes, sorry. <laughs> I mean, because yeah. Yates, Mike Yates, Mike Yates, right. <laughs> Because if you notice Evans. in the notes I put Evans <laughs> and then Evans brackets Yates. <laughs> I can't remember why I started calling him Evans. I don't know, I think you just, it was a name you thought of, so that's why we called him <laughs> Evans. See also synopsis. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, so it, it goes to uh, Evans. You'll get used to that. You won't escape me this time. Just just as Evans pushes him into a lift and escapes. <laughs> Hooray! It was quite amusing. 
You can uh, you can definitely tell it's the seventies by the fact they're drinking and smoking in an office and all the moustaches on show. This is the most moustachioed yeah. show ever. Probably not the most. Yeah, what would that be? The the moustache and cigarette show. <laughs> Which ended in a fire. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't last. <laughs> shouldn't shouldn't Stevens have hypnotized everyone first? Wouldn't that be easier? Shouldn't the boss have commanded Stevens to hypnotize everybody? Or maybe the boss thought Stevens was so inefficient that it it was good as I don't know. I don't know how he thinks. Um, inefficiently, apparently. Yeah. Is is that just like thinking while you're jogging or something? Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly what. Fell was the mm. was one of the hypnotized people. Why don't hypnotized people always talk funny? It's to show that you're hypnotised. But you don't want people to know you're hypnotised. It was like, uh, I don't like these questions. I must go. <laughs> says that. I can't think for myself. I must go. I must go. My vision is impaired. I wrote the Daleks hypnotised. Yeah. By boss. <laughs> No, he's not that good. Um, yeah, they're, wor- they're worse than the mon- mon- monoids at deflecting attention. <laughs> we, should, we all know that they're experts. Well, I did like how uh, when uh, Fell went back to uh, Stevens that time uh, and they tried re-hypnotising because it was wearing off and uh, he goes, no, the programming hasn't worked. So Stevens, programming to make, commit suicide now. Oh yes, that worked, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that one works. It's got a different code. Very so. My mother had to program yourself to commit You're listening to Drunken Tangle. It's quarter past the hour. It's time for the beer interlude. Yes, we're drinking the marry me beer. I yes. love you. Will you marry me? Yes. Which is named after some uh, pretty famous uh, graffiti in Sheffield. Is it pretty famous? Yeah. Have you heard of it before this? I have indeed. I've seen it many, many times. Where is it? It's there. Can you see it? I'm the I've seen a picture of it, but where is it? Is it uh, the flats up in the back of the train station? I think it's round near uh, Pondsford Roundabout. It's around, down that area, I think. All right then. If you're coming into town from that end. Yeah, Park Hill. Flats. 
But yes, it's a, it's a strawberry blonde ale. Hmm? Isn't that just ginger? <laughs> so it's a ginger ale. <laughs> Doesn't taste anything like ginger. It tastes remarkable like strawberry. Bastard confusing labels. But it has everything in different uh, different languages, you know, the ingredients. So we mm. can find out what things are. Mm. So there you are. Wheat, apparently, is lupulo in Italian. Anyway, yes, it's quite nice. I don't know that I would give it a sticker, mm. but it's quite nice. Yeah, it's, it's very pleasant. It's uh, very strong. Very strong. Strawberry. Not like a Timmermans or anything like that. It's no, it's not as sweet as a Timmermans. Yeah, it's not a proper fruiting, but it does have a very strong strawberry hint to it. Small than a hint. It's I like that in France, wheat is bleh. <laughs> bleh. And in Sweden, water is inhaler. More or less. Mm-hmm. Yes, but, but yeah, no, I don't think uh, it's it's quite worth a sticker, but it is very nice. Do they do Thornbridge do Jaipur? Yes. So. Yes, they also do this strawberry one. That's nice, as is the Jaipur X. What does the X stand for? Extra. <sighs> Hoping it will be extreme. I think it might be 10% as well, something. It's 10 whole percent. This is 4.5. I'm not sure. It's uh, it's a while since I've had some. But I remember it being very nice. Yes, so pleasant enough. If you like strawberry, you'll like this beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's about it. Goodbye. <laughs> so the doctor. He wasn't in the first episode. He didn't seem to be in the first episode that much. A lot of it was just him running around on Metabolistry. Away from Paul's mm. Tiger Rocks. I was going to say, didn't seem to be in the second episode much, but... It was. It was a lot. It did a lot of nothing in the second episode. In the second episode, all they did <laughs> was try and find cutting equipment. You could have done without the second episode. That is my opinion of the second episode. Well, the third episode, all they did all episode was just swim through the maggot swamp. <laughs> they didn't really do all until episode four. Yeah, and then he got caught. Yes, we had the Doctor and his love of computers again, mm-hmm. or lack thereof. And he also tried to defeat it with logic. Um, is he Captain Kirk? Well, we all know the only way to beat computers is logic. Well, it didn't work. It almost did. What was it he, he escaped. That was the main thing. If I were to tell you... The sentence, first sentence is a lie, 
that the last sentence is false, or something like that. Some bollocks like that. Mm. Surely computers would be like, it's just all bollocks, stop it. <laughs> stop being an idiot, you can't. <laughs> oh, yeah, and when he tried <laughs> to break into the place, it was great because it was the most subtle break in ever. He basically drove a crane up to it. <laughs> I loved it. Solid Snipe would have been proud. Apart from he said to Foley, oh, yeah, so it would have been. What's Solid Snake's twin brother called? Oh, brother. Liquid? Yes. That was a question in our work quiz the other week. You know why it's a good question? Because even if you don't know the answer, you can pretty much guess. Could have been Solidus. Well, I think that was it. Liquid Snake or Solidus was the answer. Or so solid crew. What I want to know is what happened to Gaseous Snake. He condensed. Works for me. Alright then. Bessie has a hand. Mm. I don't know what the fuck that's about. Okay, Bessie has car. <laughs> the, the yellow classic car thing. At the, on the edge of the mm. windscreen, mm. there is a hand pointing down. Yes. Let's just stick a hand on the side. <laughs> is it in case his brakes run out, so he's got a hand that he can <laughs> stick out? To indicate. What, to break? <laughs> yeah, all I can think of is it's like indicating. But is it in case his hand falls off, so he, mm. so he has one to spare? Yeah, he, he can grab it with his teeth and just like, just fling it to the side. Yeah. I don't know. Seems a bit weird. Well, is it in an emergency, you can use it to slap someone around the face to initiate a fight, a duel. Well, in case you don't have any gloves. Yeah. It, it looks almost like a glove. It used to be somebody's hand. I'm going to slap you with it. Well, he used to be someone's actual hand. Mm-hmm. And he stapled it to the side of his car. That guy is hardcore. Or maybe it's like a, a bit of a sleight of hand thing. You, you hold it like it's your own hand. You slap somebody <laughs> outside at face and then your hand drops off and it's like, it disrespects me so much that he slapped his own hand off. No, I think he uses it when he's trying to trick people with three-card Monty. Either way, I'd like to see it. But why has he got one? And why did he spend half an episode swimming through this one? I don't know. Uh, I can't tell you that stuntmen should have at least have the same hair colour as John Pertwee. Because it was a few yeah. fights where it's quite obvious it wasn't him. I didn't really have a look myself, but we all know it's not him anyway. <laughs> my event? It destroyed my vision of Doctor Who. What that did? No. Apparently, uh, sums can prevent hypnosis too. What, as well as Mary had a little lamb? Mm -hmm. It was just sat there in the hypnosis chair uh, doing sums, calculating pi. Yeah, I'll calculate pi. 3.1416.
If you're going to calculate pi, shouldn't you do it longer than that? <laughs> it was after you calculated it that far. Calculated that far? I'm going to stop doing sums. Oh god, I've been hypnotized. <laughs> I mean, he didn't really like it when Benton uh, said, Here, kitty, kitty, get your food. When they were feeding maggots. With poison. Yeah. Yeah. You can't... It was quite cross with him. Yeah, but that's John Pertwee's doctor. Mm. Give, it a, give it a few months, we'll be at uh, Tom Baker, and he'll be all about, all about that kind of thing. Yes. That's what we want. <laughs> Insanity. Yeah, who would have thought? Right, the, right. The doctor found a maggot egg, which mm. yeah, um, and thought, you know what? I'll bring that back to the nut hutch. That can't possibly go wrong. Oh, it's hatched and tried to kill Joe. And the only way it didn't kill Joe was because randomly one of the people from the Axe's chemicals came around and was eaten by it. I like how you made up a new name on the spot, man. Not really, it was just one of your names on the... Uh... I don't think I used Axe's. No, you didn't, did you? No. It wasn't, it was uh, Axe's chemicals, it was the name of the chemical plant in uh, Batman. Uh-huh. But Ace Chemicals was also the, you got that from yeah. Markham... Yeah. Arkham, one of them. Arkham, <laughs> Arkham, the third one. <laughs> Night, that was it. Uh, yeah. What? What laid the fucking egg? Where did the maggots come from in the first place? The others came from the eggs. So what came the first? Egg, the egg maggot or the egg? into a maggot. <laughs> egg hatched into a maggot. Yeah, but where did the what what gave what, where did everything come from? That's what that? I, that's what I'm saying. Do maggots have eggs? No. Okay. Well, I presume that the the waste was pumped into the mine mm. that made the maggots appear. The maggots came from the waste. Was the, was the maggots, the whole maggots um, thing, was that just a byproduct of... Of the Stevens principle or something. I thought that was... You see, you would think that was part of the whole plan, but it doesn't seem to be any part of the plan. No, it was The just plan was profit. Yeah. Fuck that. Slaves. <laughs> Yeah, what happened is to get the profit, they had to use this new process, but a byproduct of this process was lots of green slime and maggots, which they tried to dump down a mine and hide, but they couldn't hide it down a mine because they all broke out. <laughs> oh, so people were using the mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But something needs to have made the eggs that hatched the maggots. Yes. Unless maggots are eggs, they do have eggs. Maggots lay eggs that 
hatching to maggots. Yeah. And then into a bird. Well, flies lay eggs that hatch into maggots. Yeah, flies have eggs. No. Don't they? I don't know. Let's see that. Yeah. Let's go with that. And they, then they, they do something. And then the maggots become <laughs> papier mache flies. Yeah. Yeah. The, then hatch more maggots. And eggs. Yeah. Solved it, yeah. Excellent. Whole circle of life, though. Do you ever miss when they were the doctor dressed up? Me neither. <laughs> he dressed as an old milkman with moustache. It was a pretty hefty moustache. Yep. With his old Welsh accent. It's all Welsh stereotypes you can find. And then, oh, I think he did well as the uh, milkman, though. He did a lot better as the milkman than he did as, oh god, he dressed as a female cleaner. <laughs> his, uh, his voice impression as Doris the cleaner was great. It was, it was, it was very manly. I was, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm doing fine. <laughs> it was about as good as that. <laughs> so, was it like Monty Python? Yeah. <laughs> and and it went by okay. Listen. Yeah, that's obviously Doris. <laughs> oh god, yes, because yes. <laughs> someone fell for it. Yeah. Is there an idiot? Speaking of people dressing up, mm-hmm. segue up. Joe apparently dressed as the fifth doctor. Or, as you pointed out, the fifth doctor dressed as her. Mm. Yeah, at the start, Joe was dressed as the fifth doctor, and then she got changed pretty damn quickly. So, yeah, I think mm. you mentioned that she probably left that in the. Yeah, inside. she just left the uh, the outfit in Tardis, and, uh, and then fifth doctor comes on. Oh, that's nice. The first doctor after that who could fit into it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Joe. She was. Uh, she was really rather rubbish in this episode. She had gone acted back. Li- acted like a kid a lot, which uh, Professor Calder wore. Who would just running around, leave doors open, knocking experiments over, kept bumping into stuff, and just generally being an annoying nuisance. Yeah, she was back to the way she was in Terror of the Ottomans, basically, a lot. Also, she didn't know what a dematerialisation circuit looks like, despite mm. having seen one several times. And... Yeah. Maybe she hasn't seen him working more. Which that one was. Hasn't she? I don't know. <laughs> supposed to know these things well he says he's finally got it fixed oh the thing he was fixing was something else oh yeah that was yeah because she was like is that a dematerialization circuit and I'm like no why would you say that yeah it was something else he was fixing wasn't it yeah I can't remember what though 
And she was eating an apple for breakfast. And the doctor was like, you should... Uh, protein, that's what you want for your breakfast. Eggs and bacon. And she's sort of like, eggs and bacon. Ugh. What's wrong with her? What are you from? Like... Ugly aliens, and she's like, ugh. But then eggs and bacon, she's like, ugh. She just doesn't like it. <laughs> I also like that she left, at, she basically left at the start of the story. And then they just end, the doctor and her ended up together in Wales mm. and basically had a, a last adventure. Mm. Yeah, quite cool. Yeah, she was trading up the doctor for a professor. She's not trading up. <laughs> Is it not? No. We all know the doctors are better than professors. Well, we do, obviously. So Evans was that one. The the professor. Yes. He was basically the Welsh poem again. They did have a bit of a look about him. Yeah. If he, even though he had a longer face. He did not have a longer face. <laughs> and straight to her. Did he? And long, long, longer, longer straight to her. But he did have hints of McGowan. He what? He did have hints of McGowan. Hints of McGowan. Yeah. Is that a beer? <laughs> No, it's a cologne. Oh. Cologne, no. He, he, uh, he had a spore collection in his uh, lab. Was it called Hints of McGowan? Probably that's <laughs> what he was doing. Well, he was very precious about his spore collection. Because Joe left the door open and it was blowing it all over. Yes. He wasn't happy about that. <laughs> well, who is? He also had a, uh, a fungus uh, mushroom collection that he was quite pleased about. That they turn into things that taste exactly like beef. Mm, apparently. Even though they can't do that still these days. He can. This is like rare beef fungus, apparently. Yeah, you know what I think it is? That cow outside is calling it fungus. Well, they're just killing it <laughs> Is that why there's only one left? <laughs> yeah. I, I had a herd of fungus walking around outside. <laughs> I've only got one left, and that's why I'm going to Amazon to find some more. It's good at next time. You can buy fungus everywhere. Can I you, mean beef. Sorry. Can you can you get cows on Amazon? Katie Manning also apparently hated the character of Professor Evans, saying she didn't think that they would last after marriage. And in 1983, apparently, mm -hmm. she said at a convention that if. She ever make, came back to Doctor Who, she would make it a condition that she would have to be divorced. Although they weren't whenever 
she did come back yeah. in Sarah Jane Adventures. Mm. Well, I think the main problem there was more how badly Joe was written as opposed to him. Yeah, no, I... And I don't think there was much as a problem with, with him. It was... Yeah, Joe was just written, written... Like, see, there was no character development in her for the last few years. Yeah. He didn't treat her as much of an idiot as the Doctor. The Doctor was a bit weird in this one. As well. Because he sort of... There's bits where he was treating her like an idiot. Again, like... Two years ago, Joe. And, and the professor was... in. Other one, the whole, the whole Katie, uh, Joe Professor thing was is maybe the first Doctor Who romance I believe in. With one stipulation, right up until he says to marry her. Yeah, it's, it's still very cagey up till then. No, I, I, I kind of got it a bit. But then it was like, will you marry me? Oh, you've ruined everything. No one asks to marry them within a few days. Stop it. I still say it was about ten minutes. They've seen each other for about ten minutes total. They've not. Well, he's probably been... <laughs> probably is ten minutes. Probably on, he's on been, screen he's time been, anyway. He's been unconscious for that long. <laughs> Yeah, most of the time they've spent together, he's been unconscious. Yeah, so it's like uh, while you were sleeping. Which is bollocks. What, the movie? Yeah. Never seen it. Neither have I. Have you not? No. All right then. <laughs> Good chat. Yeah. <laughs> Although Evans, he did organise one of the uh, smallest demonstrations ever. As a distraction for the doctor breaking in. It's about four people. I'm going to organise a protest against them. It's about four people with placards walking past. Nobody's going to pay any attention to that. Was Did all the security people come in? They must have. <laughs> hey, you know why? Because they're like, hey, I got them on the radio and was like, hey, it's the smallest demonstration ever, you got to see this. <laughs> <laughs> and then the doctor broke in. <laughs> Maybe that was the genius plan. Yeah, uh, it was a superly ironic plan. Uh, cheery talk. Mm. Talks, talk in this. This is 1973. The story was written in anyway. We're not going to the unit dating thing at all. Mm. <laughs> the talk of using the sun for energy instead of oil in 1973. And uh, 42 years later, it's still the same. Mm. Woo! <laughs> Excellent. Progress for you, folks. Yeah. <laughs> How depressing. Yates. Mm, yeah. Also known as Evans. He was an undercover agent in this one. Mm. So that was good. Yeah. But he couldn't keep, even help getting the mine being blown up stock. What's pointing him as an undercover agent? I understand that sentence now. <laughs> <laughs> And he couldn't even get the formula either. But I did find that I did, it 
did find him using the conversation he had with Brigadier at the time. Have you got the formula? And he's, no, and everyone's been completely helpful. And you've, you've not got the formula yet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was covering the chase tracks because somebody was overhearing him. But... No, I'm being completely subtle about people next door listening to me. <laughs> But yes, useless as an undercover and then, agent. And then after that, the doctor says, give me, I'll speak to him. Hello, Yates, it's the doctor. Of course it's the fucking doctor. Is <laughs> that the big idea? Yes, I loved his doughboy get-up. He had like a sheepskin coat and a flat cap. It was a civilian <laughs> undercover gear. Well, he wasn't undercover, but I don't know why he was wearing that. For a laugh? Maybe. Maybe it was the uniform requirements of <laughs> the boss. You have to wear. <laughs> you have to wear this kit up. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if it did. Also, bring your sports car. Yeah, I did like how the uh, Brigadier's f- f- official mission was to go to uh, Standard Chemicals and. It's to protect, to protect them from protesters and things like that. But he takes one with him in the form of Joe. Yeah. Well, it's not so much for their small protests, so he's going to bring more people. He didn't know he was going to miss them. Oh, so he kind of... Uh, or maybe he wanted more work. He kind of offset that yeah. by blowing shit up again. <laughs> Because he thought, I'm blown shit up for a while. The doctor loved it when I didn't last time. So I'll get someone in a helicopter just to throw stuff out of it. And also realise that Joe is actually useless. Apparently so. She had been doing well up to now. It's patronising as that sounds. Um, the last... Either she was nondescript in an episode, or she was actually better than the Doctor and some. But anyway, enough about Joe. It's not like there's a laugh at the last episode. <laughs> um, right, when they're shooting the maggots, this, this soldier with a massive gun runs over to the Brigadier and says, points at one of them and says, Look, Brigadier! So the Brigadier takes out his tiny gun. The best thing all that. That is before before that. There's like a load of them. We are we semi-automatics or something, just firing mm. at maggots, and then they all stop. And then he runs over to Brigadier, and he gets his pistol out. Yeah, the Brigadier gets a <laughs> tiny pistol out and shoots them. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you've got a massive gun. You shoot him. Which he then has another go at after and misses. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, they're invulnerable. No, he just kept missing. <laughs> you could see the shots in the in the dirt next to it. That's what invulnerable means to you, isn't it? I can't hit him. They're invulnerable. <laughs> Do you think Superman's not invulnerable? Just units said he was, and it's the whole, the whole misunderstanding. <laughs> well, I shot a thousand bullets at him. He didn't die. <laughs> So Met Bayless 3 then? Yes, not the last time we yeah. talk about Met Bayless 3, is it? Mm. Nobody cares about it. Well, Joe doesn't anyway. 
when Doc was Doc was showing off to her later on. Look, Joe, I made it to make Bill say, "You even got a crystal." And Joe turns and so what? She didn't say so what. She pretty much did. She was like, "Oh," and then went yeah. back to reading her magazine. Ironically, the magazine it was in the subtext. Ironically, the magazine was Met Bill's three today, <laughs> and showed all the fashions and the crystals. They really don't like the Doctor on Met Bill's three. It seemed like every mm-hmm. single living thing on the planet was trying to kill him. <laughs> Including the weather. <laughs> Including the weather and the rocks just launching themselves at <laughs> <in. laughs> Yeah, giant birds, tentacles, snakes, spears. Yeah, rocks, weird things. <laughs> Oh, there was like uh, yeah, a giant bird, but how do we know it was a giant bird? Maybe it was just two feet that could fly. Because we didn't actually see the bird. Hmm. Maybe it was a normal sized bird that flew really close to camera perspective. Hmm. Oh no. The crystal has anti-hypno properties, which we've discussed, possibly. Hmm. Um... Shouldn't he keep it to use on the Master instead of giving it to her as a wedding present since she didn't give a fuck about it? Master's gone now. He doesn't know that. (laughs) He can always go back there and get another one. Well, he will go there again. That's the beauty of it. Do you know where? Do you? No. Planet of the Spiders' his final story is he goes to Met Bayless 3. Spoilers. Mm. OMG. <laughs> Roy Skelton was in this, and this is his third consecutive story. Because mm. he's the voice of the Daleks. Or one of the voices of the Daleks. So he would do the voices in Frontier in Space and Planet of the Daleks. He played one of the random hypnotised people so there you are we'll see if it makes a fall we will of course well do we count mines as caves I'd say so I would go for it Okay, 26 separate stories with caves and besides they uh, they got trapped in caves anyway above the ground when Joe and uh, yes, Kofia, so. So is that 26 then? It's 26. It's not that many, is it? Really, mm. when you think about it. How disappointing. Yeah. Uh, quotes then. Which one are you going for? My quote is when the Doctor and Joe were talking at cross purposes at the start about what they both wanted to do but not really listening to each other. And goes it thusly. TARDIS can't miss this time. I'd actually wire the coordinates into the programmer. Oh no! No, they can't! Can't wait to go there, you know. Criminal, must be a absolutely fascinating place. criminal. Just imagine it a blue Listen. sun. And at last the Ministry have the, given the green light to global chemicals. Not a chemicals. green light, it's a blue light. Everything's blue, Common right? sense has triumphed at last. Well, don't they realise the pollution it will cause? Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And the futile protests of Professor Jones. 
You know, I might even be able to get a hold of one of those famous blue sapphires. Well, they are too good, anyway. Man like Professor Jones will never give up. Oh, I don't know which one to go for myself. I think I'm going to go with uh, episode four. What happened in episode four? It's, uh, I can't remember who it was that was talking to him now. I think it was uh, Stevens. It was talking to Stevens about uh, the goings on at the pit with the uh, shutting it down and he's uh, told him it's been a good day's work. It's all for the best, Doctor. And this is his reply. The best? I think you're fine, Mr. Yates. But this is the worst day's work the world has seen for many, many years. This is so bastard. Final thoughts, then? It wasn't too without bad, using, I suppose. Without using the word all right. <laughs> Does it wasn't too bad, I suppose, count? Uh, <laughs> well played. I thought the last mm. scene or two were very good. The whole Joe mm -hmm. leaving the doctor thing. Yeah, there, there are a few moments there, even there, that dragged out, but didn't seem too stretched out for a six episode. No, it didn't, did it? I thought it had a decent flow to it, generally, across, across them all. And it was nice to see Unit and the Brigadier again. Next time, I'm doing The Time Warrior. Nice. Featuring the first appearance of the Sontarans. Is that? Uh, is that what it is? And so, Lenga, what is our end quote for Our the end quote comes from Doug Larson, whoever he may be. And it comes, I know him quite well. Do you? No. Okay. I fell for that. Uh, life expectancy would grow by leaps and bounds if green vegetables smelled as good as bacon. Indeed it would. Discussion concluded. The bombing has started. <laughs>